do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 42 of the switch mania playcast the mini direct episode an episode where we're all still alive yeah. <laughs> and an episode that literally took me 30 minutes how to make a uh, headset work too <laughs> like oh my god yeah, so so basically for the listeners, like we were trying to record, and apparently my like audio jack on my desktop stopped working sometime between the last recording and now. Um, so I had to figure out, like I I tried to troubleshoot it, and then now I'm using a, a Bluetooth headset that I had to sync with my um with my desktop. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel tov is what JP <laughs> says. See, it used to be me that had all the issues, and then finally I we figured it out where you know I'm not the one causing any any delays, and Jeffrey just wanted to pick up the baton and keep going with it. Somebody has to take yeah. one for the team. Jeffrey just wants to feel special again. Well, I, I, I do, very special, <laughs> so so special. Right now. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so um. As always, the Switch Collector Volume 1 is still up for pre-order. It is in printing, so Yay. that's pretty awesome. Uh, should be about six to eight weeks in a normal world in a <laughs> world on fire. Who knows? Two to three years? <laughs> yeah. Um, and in as time for always, year four of the Switch book. <laughs> year four. Um, of a nice bundle. Year four coming out in 2030. Um <laughs> I'm not really joking, no. <laughs> um, uh, as always, we appreciate any five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. I don't think I've checked it, though, in, like, at least a month. But um, we appreciate any and all ratings. We love uh, hearing back from everybody with comments. To, usually, JP's posting on Twitter. Um, that's where we typically interact with the community. Um, did we have any feedback from the last episode, JP? Have, did you see much? I don't think I yeah, saw I, it a ton. I, no, they... Always, always similar. Just enjoy the episode. Uh, mm. People, some people were asking if we would have any more codes to give out for people to help uh, with uh, mini reviews. So <laughs> that is something we could definitely think about, depending on what game it is. We can always ask uh, the developer or publisher to see if maybe that's an option. Because yeah. I think that was fun to have uh, a few people actually play the game ahead of time and then be able to provide uh, some additional feedback that maybe of stuff that we didn't even think about while playing the game. So, and yeah. it's another way to just get everybody involved with, with the playcast because it's always it's a community playcast, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be wonderful if we if we could do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is Especially, a game. Go on. Yeah, I was gonna say there is a game I really want to ask that maybe all three of us can play, and I don't know if it's gonna be possible, but I kind of want us all to play Panzer Dragoon. Oh, I'd love to. I'm waiting. Yeah, I ordered yeah. the physical. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to wait. Yeah, I don't want to wait either, but I mean, I have it pre-ordered <laughs> as well. Um, luckily, the LE didn't sell it too fast, so I was able to snag the LEs. Well, it's open both. pre-order. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, for we four can, weeks. We can talk about that. We will. Um, we will. Yeah, but it's yeah. an open pre-order, so yeah. yeah, I'm glad that everybody who wants to get one should be able to. So today we have a pretty uh, stocked and stacked episode. Uh, we have our game of the episode, Streets of Red. We have... Um, to talk about this Nintendo Mini 
uh, Direct Mini that popped out out of nowhere. Um, uh-huh. and, we have a second game to talk about, too. And we have Blood Breed to talk about and talk smack about, um, Creeping Behind or JP. Or we don't have to talk about it this time. I don't want to talk <laughs> smack about them. Oh, oh no, we will. Um, and and uh, I, we definitely got to mention and talk about a little Animal Crossing because I got an obsessed family over here. So I, I, I think that's going to be our next game, too. Spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, we might do like a little double because I'm not really gonna be playing much Animal Crossing since I don't have an opportunity to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my, my Switch is literally not my own anymore. Um, <laughs> and I actually have some updates on Dragon Quest. Um, those who listened last week, that part got cut out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I do have some progress this week as well since um, you know I'm watching my wife play Animal Crossing. I was playing Dragon Quest, so. <laughs> it's all fun. Um, so, how have you all been in this in this crazy uh, this crazy world, Barry? <laughs> uh, it's honestly, I think since our last recording, I only went outside once, which was yesterday to pick up some food. Um, so it's kind of surreal. I'm I'm a stay you know homebody kind of person, anyways. But I like the ability to go out if I want to go out. And it's kind of surreal to not even have that and have it stripped away, which which I've had once before in my life, and it sucked. So it's it's kind of like reliving a bad experience. Uh, what makes it worse is that people are dying all around us, and and that that's just terrible. And where we are in the country, we're one of the hot spots, which doesn't make it any better, but it mm-hmm. it, it could be the silver lining that you know we get out of it sooner. But it, it is, it's a, it's a new level of paranoia in a sense too. Like the more I think about it, the more I, you know, like the packages are coming in and like, I'm seeing them as just covered in this, this pandemic. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, so if I touch it to open it up, I'm literally taking the product out, throwing the stuff out, washing my hands. I'm taking like Clorox wipes to the games I get and, you know, letting them sit there for a day after I wipe them down just to you know, make sure nothing there because I don't know. And it's one of those things where, you know, I don't want to get it. Now, I'm not in the, the age range of, of, of worry, but, you know, I have older, you know, my father is, is 77 with, with heart problems. And it's like, I, I'm not seeing him right now, which sucks, but I don't want to, on the off chance, be carrying it and not realize it and give it to him. Um, that would just devastate my life. So I'm not taking chances. I'm wiping down everything. I'm, I'm being a little bit more on the paranoid side, but, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. But I'm I'm still supporting local businesses. I'm ordering food. I'm you know getting delivery. I'm I'm doing what I can for for our local economy. But it's uh it's been tough. It's been hard. And it's it's the, like every time you turn on the TV or every time you wake up, it's almost like what new dumpster fire is today gonna bring? Because it's <laughs> there's like no good news any day. It's like it just gets worse and worse and worse for the time being. Oh yeah, and like I'm the opposite. Like I've been working every day out. Um. Even on Thursday, I went out and did an eight-mile trail ruck hike. <laughs> I get like really fast yeah, out in the middle of the wilderness in South Carolina out here. But you weren't. But we weren't with anybody. So. Oh yeah, fun. I was. Oh, you were. Oh. Yeah, I was with some of my coworkers. Like we have a, a physical fitness to maintain for my job. So you like failed social distancing then. <laughs> oh no, we were we were not we were at double arm interval, aka out of a six foot radius of each other as we went, but we didn't um. But we still have to do certain things. Um, we're not allowed to be in more than groups of ten. So we were in the, there were six or seven of us. Oh, wow. I did. 
So we kept it small um, in, in smaller groups. But I've been working like late, late days every day. Mm. Um, next week, I will have a what's called self-quarantine week. So every week, uh, every other week, we are taking off currently. And basically, um, if we have any symptoms, we, we self-isolate. And if we feel anything mm. weird um, or any family members or anybody around there, if any family members come visit us out of 100 miles or if we traveled, uh, there's also a self-isolation in place. <clears throat> so it's um, we're being cautious, but we still have to work because we have a, a, a job to do <laughs> per mm-hmm. se. Um, so if there's that. Um, I My wife, I think, has stayed home pretty much the whole time. And it's really hard on the um the stay-at-home parents because the kids are out and it's a homeschooling thing like my Mm -hmm. daughter has a whole curriculum to do um Mm -hmm. every day and and she doesn't want to because she's staying up late um like i think like we're recording at 1 p.m my daughter just woke up because she was uh, (laughs) she was uh, like like, that kid (laughs) (laughs) oh my daughter's eight going on 18 i swear (laughs) That's, that's interesting though because our district has a more just try and get on honor system do your best because you know i think we just have a maybe a different district and economic status i would say where not every parent or family or household has a the luxury of even like computers and things like that so our more of just you know we'll put work up there not really being graded you know not penalizing just you know try and be active but yeah i've heard some schools are doing um like a full curriculum. I've already mm-hmm. heard some schools, I believe in Connecticut, where our friend teaches that they've already shut down the school for the rest of the year, so they're done. And I think parents have the option to keep their kid back or still move them forward, as long as I guess maybe they weren't like problematic in grades before all this. But it's it's interesting because I feel like, you know, right now in New Jersey they said that they're not even going to revisit opening schools until I think April seventeenth, uh, when the discussions will start again. But we still feel like. This is it for the year. Like, well, you know, our daycare closed on Monday or on in April. Our daycare closed because they only had 17 kids in the entire daycare, so they merged with two other ones. But they're officially like not charging people as of April, and we think the kids are just going to be out until fall. Well, and you mentioned something important. Like, you guys are up in New Jersey. I'm yeah. down in Georgia. So if you look on any map with COVID-19, like, there's a giant red hot spot right where you guys are where it's like, oh. that's where, like, a majority is. Whereas yeah. where I'm at, it's few and far between. Like, we're, yeah. we're still decent, but I definitely noticed a crap ton of people out. Like, they are not yeah. practicing social distancing yep. at all. No. Like, I drove by Lowe's. The Lowe's parking lot was full. There's definitely more than 50 cars in the Lowe's parking lot. And wow. that's... I heard that it's moving inland now. Like well, it started at the coast, and I think the mid I, is now going to start. I feel like it. like people were like behaving for a little bit, and now yep. they're getting a little stir crazy. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go do some projects," and they all go out there. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, the thing is, it's gonna spread then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm going to and from work, and my work is isolated. Like, we're staying within our work group. Like, we're not, you know, going out and about and interacting with random people. Like, it's all controlled. Um, But, like, everybody else, like, geez. Here, here it's like, at least in my town, it's like a ghost town in a lot of ways, which is very weird. Uh, We we have 70 cases as of yesterday um, in our town, so a lot of people are, are panicked. A lot of people are freaking out. Because it's here. It's not just a fairy tale. It's not all across the world. It's literally in our backyard. And like 
like my wife works for a medical device company, so they're still open. They're still manufacturing. They're they're doing not only they're doing like ventilators, but they're also doing uh, like uh, heart pumps and stuff for open heart surgery, and that's what they normally do. So they can't stop doing that. People still need those operations. So she has like a letter from their lawyer. Like if she gets pulled over, like if she has to go into the office, like, no, I'm, you know, essential. You have to let me in because cops are cracking down. They have the curfew and they're, they're, they're <laughs> getting people home. And I'm happy to see people are taking this seriously, at least in this area, but it's still spreading and it's going to continue to spread. And yeah. this is absolutely a hot spot, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse for weeks before it even remotely gets better. And who knows, who knows in the grand scheme of things, how long before it gets better because China who is ahead of us by a significant margin, it's getting bad again over there. Uh-huh. So th- this might not end for a very, very, very long time. And Well, the, the few things thing. that I know is that there is some kind of vaccine in the works, um, probably eight weeks minimum away, and that's like non-tested type deal. So, I mean, we're, we're, not, we're looking for a long time. The other thing is, is with flu-like symptoms, this is going to be a yearly thing just like the flu. So even when they create the vaccine, it's going to hit a strand. It's still going to be an issue forever from now on. So be cognizant that this is not going away, and this is mm. part of life now like the flu, and oh. it's insane. We don't know that in the, the same I – wouldn't, I wouldn't put it the same way as flu. Um, and the reason I say well, that is you, – You've been other, in your house. I have not, and I have, I have there's, information. There's been other strands of coronavirus, and they aren't – like we need vaccines for everyone every single year. Um, the flu, the flu, and this is more, this is more contagious than the flu, like two and a half. I'm not, times I'm not worried about the other strands. I'm worried about this one that's going to continue to mutate and just like the flu. So it's, this one is the one that's going to be a yearly and it is dangerous. You know, it could, it could almost turn people into zombies and make you want to fight them on the street. I see mm. what you're doing there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> JP says, let's start, t- let's start talking about the game, you assholes. <laughs> so, sure. so too long, didn't listen, be safe. <laughs> and thank, thank you to all the workers out there that are in the hospital yes. and the necessary yes. jobs and they're, that are out there on the front. Even the grocery employees and the, the cashiers. Grocery, local enforcement, teachers. <laughs> every, I mean, every time now to appreciate all those, all those yeah, positions. 100%. Thank you for your service. If, if anyone yeah. is listening, thank you very much. It is very much appreciated. Exactly. And if you're staying safe and home and practicing social distancing, thank you as well. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> not spreading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sh- shall so. we talk about the first game of the episode? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, so our main, our main game of the episode is Streets of Red... Devil's Dare Deluxe, the Triple D. Um, <laughs> this game is a really interesting beat 'em up. Um, it's by Secret Base. Um, <laughs> really interesting. Uh, and basically, uh, from the you know summary, uh, in Streets of Red, the only thing scarier than being eaten alive is running out of quarters. A permadeath multiplayer horror beat 'em up that bestows players with the skills of retro gaming heroes in a fight against a legion of undead monstrosities. Um, it's d- designed to be played over and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> with each run offering the potential for new content. Uh, six unique playable characters and an ever-growing level selection work 
to keep the gameplay from getting old and rotten, um, while the easy-to-learn but hard-to-master combat system allows for plenty of depth. With every kill, you earn cash, which can be spent on upgrades or to revive yourself when you die. Mm-hmm. The better the better you learn how to make the cash uh, fast and spend it on smart ways, uh, because when you're dead, your save data dies with you. <laughs> the chills, thrills, bills, and opportunity to learn new skills won't stop here <laughs> until the streets run red with blood. Are you up? To the challenge for an anti-lifetime. That's that's what it says on the... That's, like, from the Metacritic page. Um, the interesting thing is, is from the artwork, you can immediately see, like, some of your main characters. You got your Shovel Knight-looking uh, mm-hmm. character. That's a combo of him and Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. You have your Link Legend of Zelda guy, who's basically a normal dude with Link's shield and sword. You got a girl in a mech suit that almost looks reminiscent out of Final Fantasy 6 or 3 mm-hmm. in Super Nintendo. Um, you got a ninja, classic ninja with size like Raphael. Um, but then you have all the enemies where you have your Jason Voorhees, your aliens, your um, Freddy Krueger, but also with the scissor hands, which is a throwback to a Super Nintendo game. Um, which is classic. You have a Baxter Stockman dude with like a Mega Man buster. Yep. You have um, I'm, I'm just going off to like off the picture too. Um, there's a predator, uh, the giant queen alien though, and then your um, your character from the Netflix series. Uh, oh, the Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. What's the and Netflix also, I'm series? Sure the, the, Stranger, uh, things. Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm brain dumping now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm also pretty sure Chucky was in the game. That little oh, creature. Absolutely. He's not yeah. in the art, but there's little Chucky's running around. There's yeah. tons and tons and tons of little uh, horror throwbacks. Um, and it should be noted that there was a limited edition physical that came out that's in a giant box. It was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside of that is a suit is a Nintendo Entertainment System style black box, um, which includes a NES sized manual that has a Famicom cartridge on the front. It like goes way deep off the like with the nostalgia. Um, mm-hmm. That that manual does not comfortably fit inside the Switch case, unfortunately. Which but that. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was. I was like. I had it in front when I when we were playing it, and I'm like, man, now I got to put it away. So I just have it like displayed over by the limited stuff. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, man, it's it's a cool little manual. Has some art in it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of care. There's also a soundtrack in the box. Um, mm-hmm. And was there anything else that I'm missing and there, NES JP? Shell. Well, the mm-hmm. NES shell case. That's what I said. An NES box. Well, well, there's the box, box and, the and the shell. And the cartridge case. Oh, cartridge yeah. The, the NES cartridge, a shell, cartridge. JP. <laughs> right. Well, it is a shell. There's no... There's it's, no uh, it's a, it's a cartridge with no chip inside. Yeah. Chip, yeah. Lame. Yeah, I will say, PM, so PM Studios published the physical release, and you uh-huh. can definitely tell they are big fans oh, of yeah. um, the throwback because they put a lot of care into yeah. that release. And this was only sold, and it's still available through limited run games on their website, so you can still buy the regular... Or this classic uh, collector's edition. I just yeah. wish that because they took the time to make that manual, that NES size manual, that they made one as well. It, carbon copy mm-hmm. doesn't matter to fit in the case. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like I understand if if a company is less money and they don't want to make the manual, it sucks. But they didn't. But when you already have the manual made, it doesn't take that long to just change the orientation and print it out to mm-hmm. fit the switch size. And I, I, I mean, think that's a missed opportunity. 
I mean, I would, um, if they wanted to save on some money, Barry, they could have just made it switch sized and I would have been okay yeah. with that because the cartridge is not playable. So it's yeah. just, it's just a, you know, a display piece. It's a collector's piece. And most people at this point in our switch collecting journey, <laughs> let's say journey, um, we don't have room to display every piece of a collector item. So we're displaying the box or Maybe you have the cartridge in front of the box. Maybe, but um, but you're not displaying each piece, so that having the manual be able to fit inside the case gives it more longevity to to actually be usable when you open up the game again when you open yep. up the case. Like that's that's just me. That would be my recommendation to PM if they're doing another <laughs> one in the future. Just make it smaller so it fits. Like I get because it's actually the size of an NES manual. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, comma. This is a Switch release, so I would prefer it to be more practical for the I wonder, Switch. <laughs> I wonder if, if, you know, we could contact PM and see if they would actually do, you know, a, ma- a Switch size manual of that PDF and and let, you know, say, say five bucks or whatever, you know, people can buy it to put in their cases. Maybe. There's a, a, a JP request right there. Yeah. Only we knew someone that could talk to PM. There you and go. Them on if, a daily basis. if only we knew I someone who anyone. was the little spoon at PAX East for them. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the, uh, talking about PAX East, did you like the convention in Streets of Red? <laughs> yes. That's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Like, I, I, I mean, the, the game is so, it's so cool. Um, I, I did not expect it to, um, to hit my, the nostalgia strings like it did. I mean, just mm-hmm. from the, the video, I don't know if it's the animation or whatever, but until you play it, like it's mm-hmm. it's one of those games you need to play to experience because it um just watching it, it almost looks a little che- not cheesy, but mm-hmm. like it looks different than how it plays. It's weird. It plays really smooth. Um, mm-hmm. uh, since since JP just posted his pictures, um, I guess I'll go over how far I got first. Um, sure. since and I, what mode you played on? Yeah, so. I played the game on, I think it's just, like, the normal mode. Like, I didn't play it on, like, super hard, or I did not play it on easy. I played it in normal. Because um, it's a beat-em-up with a horror thing, I'm like, oh, I, I play beat-em-ups all the time. Um, grew up with, you know, Turtles 2 uh, in my NES collection and Turtles 3. Uh, so, I mean, I'm very well-versed with with the, uh, the beat-em-ups. Um, so I played through... Uh, and enjoyed it. I enjoyed the upgrade system. I played as the hipster hair Link, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just because you know I'm obsessed with Legend of Zelda, so I just wanted to play as the Link character first. Um, and this was I played pretty much right after we recorded, or the next day after we recorded last week. Um, and I was like, man, this is really cool. I enjoyed the different types of gameplay mechanics. So basically, you're not just wailing away at them, beating them up. Like you have to kind of juke and jive and, and duck around and move out of the way and time different attacks from enemies in normal in order to be able to um, avoid damage. And so at the beginning, I was taking some damage, and then I I kind of learned that, and so I started to get really, really, really far. Um, I ended up getting all the way to the final end boss. <laughs> With a damn sliver of health left, and I finally died with my last oh. continue. Um, I focused on the power upgrades and then health upgrades and power moves, and I bought. Um, I didn't buy any extra lifes. Um, I just kept going, and 
I died, you know, a couple times where you could revive yourself until you don't have enough money to do so. Mm. And so that was right at the end. And it was like, I looked it up online afterwards. I was so pissed off because it said, now mm-hmm. your now you're, you're save file is deleted. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I, I looked at it and I'm like, I literally had like one hit left. Oh. For the emboss, for the emboss, and it was like ridiculous. I, but the thing was, it was awesome. It just pissed me off. But I mean, I'll probably go back and play it again, and and just enjoy myself in the future. Like I'll just, mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, I want to play Streets of Red Red again because it's not a big time sink. It only took me maybe an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. to that point. And it was fun, and I don't think this is one I'm going to want to grind through over and over and over and over again right now, but to me it was fun, um, and it was a crazy experience, even though it angered me. Um, let's go over to Barry, because I know Barry didn't post much in the group on how much he played, so I want to hear Barry's side. <laughs> Um, okay, so you yeah. call me out, Jeff. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we, we know how far you got, JP, with no, the no, things for playing. I'm talking to Barry. He's like, I haven't played it. It's like, why are you calling me out? No, I, I played. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. I, I played on uh, the easy mode, and the first run through, I got, I think, to the, the, the second or third level, and then I died, and I... I was just like hitting buttons really quickly and I don't know what I did and it wouldn't let me continue. I'm like, wait, what the heck? I delete my save file. What? The, what? No. What? So I was mad. So I went through again and, uh, and you know what? I hate to say this. Like the game itself is good, but I like you, Jeff, I grew up with, you know, turtles, you know, one and two and three, I, you know, playing the arcade, playing Captain America and the Avengers in the arcade and X-Men in the arcade, of course, and, and Double Dragon on the NES and like Streets of Rage on the Genesis, like all those classic beat-em-ups, Final Fight. I, I loved them as a kid. I absolutely loved them. And like during this playthrough, I was bored. Like, it was like, oh, can I move on? Oh, look, more zombies have just entered the field. Oh, yay. Um, it, it just, it almost felt busy work to me. And, and granted, that's the style of this game. And I don't know, maybe it's, you know, just in, in age, my tastes have changed. And it's not a bad game at all. Um, but I was bored. <clears throat> I was like, this is bored. And then you pack that on with the permadeath, which is something I hate to begin with. And it's like, oh, okay. This is a game I probably won't go back to play. Enjoyable. 100%. I love the style. I love the humor. I love the references. Um, it plays well. The controls are really well. I like the whole the whole system where you could do special moves, but it costs you points, and you have to kind of get your points back. Um, Risk-reward kind of deal. Uh, and I like the characters. I like the, the, the different tropes. I played mainly as the ninja. Um, okay. And, and uh, so I was like a lot of close combat. But it was just one of those things where I found myself just not as entertained as I had hoped to be. And, and I was, I was a little more on the board side. And, yeah. and when I died the second time and I had to save file, I'm like, yep, done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, now that you mention it, like, I guess the enemies, like each level would have been a bit grindy if I had to play it more than once. Like there are a lot of enemies that kind of just like flow at you. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, and it's that old style that, that old style, the beat em up really, kind of was designed for the arcades just to eat your quarters it was yep. designed to throw enemies at you to kill you so you put more quarters to keep going and <clears throat> you know as a kid 
it was awesome, especially like, you know, Turtles, Captain America, you know, X-Men, you know, Simpsons, you know, seeing those characters in the arcade were like, oh my God, we're playing our favorite cartoon characters or comic characters. And this is a fantastic, but now we've, we've come so far in beat-em-ups. We've come so far in game development, you know, even, even like X-Men, you know, I've had so many great games and these Simpsons, you have so many great games since then where to me, it just feels like a stale formula of up, wait, can't go, can't advance, got to wait three more phases or waves of enemies, and let's move on. And and uh, like I understand why games like Golden Axe, Beast Rider tried something different, although failed spectacularly, because it is, and even Final Fight did it with the Streetwise, which also failed spectacularly. It's because it is a very formulaic uh, genre, yeah. And and if you don't change it up. It's boring. At least for me, I just find it boring mashing the buttons, killing the same things. And of course, some people can look at RPGs and go, wow, grinding the same enemies is boring. But to me, I enjoy it because at least I feel like I'm getting something. In this game, yeah, you're getting money, you're getting upgrades, but then you lose it when you die. And it's like, well, now I just wasted all that time and I didn't get anything. So that, that it was, I think, the nail in the coffin for me for this game. Still recommend it. Still think it's a fun playthrough. Um, but it's just nowhere near my top list for games. So, so Barry wants more um, permanent progression in his games. Like yeah, if, like if you that. had a little little carrot on the stick to power you up for the next playthrough, I got you. I, yeah. I get it too. I, I, like, I think, honestly, I, that would have made the game better. I think, and that's because you know, starting starting with the Atari, there was nothing like that, and then going to the NES and playing like Mario was like fantastic. But Zelda is such a special series to me because Zelda was the first game I really played that, hey, I have save progression. Hey, I got this item in this dungeon, and now it's mine permanently. And now that could help me on throughout the rest of the game. And I love things. I love progressively getting stronger. But Metroidvania is why I love them so much, because you get an upgrade, it's permanent. Now you could do more things, and it opens up more of the game. And and to work towards building your character the way you want just to die game over you lose it permanently like there's no new game plus like you beat it now start again with with powered up and make it even easier but but now you could go to other paths there's none of that and i think that's really that's really a detriment to me personally yeah so it's that's pretty close too because like they could have literally just made the enemies harder or more of a bullet sponge for example and then you keep your progression and you get stronger and stronger and like it would uh, change the dynamic and they still could have created a you know permadeath mode like like hard or the way to get yeah. the real ending is permadeath and you know what that's fine i like games that have that option i think and the yeah. difficulty options and options like that only help the gaming community and only help a game uh, survive. Like, even if you look at Fire Emblem, a series notorious for permadeath, Awakening was, like, the best seller and saved the franchise. And what was the one big thing they did in Awakening was they took away permadeath. They had an option. You could play with permadeath or you could play without it. And it made the series that much more accessible. So those that wanted the challenge, they absolutely can play permadeath. But those that were intimidated by that and just wanted to play casually and just have fun with it and not worry about all that, they could also enjoy the game. And I think if this game had that option, like, do you want to play super hardcore permadeath mode or where you don't lose your character and you could just, if you die, you just, you can keep coming back. Um, I think that would have made the game more enjoyable overall. Hey, Drago, if he dies, he dies. (laughs) 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 All right, JP, I know that you've uh, actually played the game this week. so. So I think first I need a little education on what permadeath is in this game because... Um, 
Every Perma- thought we could beat them up. Means yeah. that you restart from scratch each time. I mean, it's arcade style, honestly. Like when you press reboot on an arcade machine and start it from scratch, mm-hmm. you start over. Like so, when you get a game over in Ninja Turtles the arcade game in the arcade, you yeah. start over from the beginning. Um, right. Honestly, Turtles Two on the NES, same deal. Um, so you start over from the beginning. That's literally what they're doing. But the fact that they call it delete your save, <laughs> like it's it's like almost demoralizing. And that's kind of what permadeath is: is that you're um, rebooting. You're okay. rebooting, and you don't get to keep any progression. Um, but JP may have some enlightenment for us because he actually beat the game, right, JP? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, it's an arcade game, so you wouldn't really keep progression anyway because once you finish, you just start again, right? I mean, isn't that how an arcade game works? That's how some. Yeah, that's how some okay. arcade okay. games work. So but I mean, but I I think um, where Barry was going and and kind of where I agree is that with this awesome unlock. Uh, system with abilities and stuff, it's almost ripe to allow for progression, which would have mm-hmm. added depth to the game, especially with the grindiness of the enemies. Um, mm-hmm. It would have added a lot of depth and actually increased replayability. And that's why like he said he recommends it. I say I recommend it, because it's still a great arcade style. But it could have been more. Say? It could have been more. Uh, yeah, well, JP, what do you say, we JP? Didn't talk about, well, the one thing we didn't talk about is that one option they have is that you can select the levels and depending on how you select them, varies your gameplay. I, I, so I played traditional. I kind of just went from left to right with the screen selection. But as you notice, the, and they even say it on that menu, is that the l- later levels will be longer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, you know, I forget what the first level was, if it was the sewer or if it was the street or, or the building. Um, but I don't know what that level looks like if I had mm-hmm. tried it last. I did not go in order, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why yeah. I think like that, along with a mixture of the leveling up system at the end of each stage where you can use the money and you could decide. Like for you, you said you did a lot of the power-ups. For me, mm-hmm. because I suck at these games so bad, I purposely wanted to focus more on my health and continues. So whenever I had the chance to improve the, the HP meter and add like 15 more points, I did that. Whenever I saw the option to buy a continue, I did that. And then in between there, I would be like, okay, let me reduce the damage or do a new move, something like that. So I think that mixed with the, the different level select definitely creates that replayability. There's also two characters that you unlock that because on the main screen you see four that we talked about, and then there's two silhouettes in the background. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what those characters are because I beat the game, and, and at that point I think it was like 2 in the morning I turned it off. But... Um, so I don't know what kind of moves that they have, you know, what kind of characters they are, what, um, odes to the olden days, you know, they may represent, but in terms of me, I don't play a lot of beat em ups. I've played all the ones that you talked about in the arcades. My favorite one is still going to be Spider-Man from the nineties Nice. that has never gotten any kind yeah. of, uh, re-release, which as you were talking about all these, I'm like, who do I reach out to to try and get the license so we can make this into a physical on the Switch? Because that's the game amazing. that I want. Disney. But, um, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> well, we're no, but um, for me, I played the traditional arcade. I didn't do survival mode. And I, I did uh, normal because, because if you did easy, leaderboard was disabled. And I was like, well, if something's going to be disabled, I might as well just try for the one that gives you everything. And I made it onto the leaderboard. 
um, super low because I tried scrolling and after like 10 minutes I just stopped because I'm like I'm never going to find where my number is because um, I had like maybe 4000 or $8,000 left and the highest was like I think over like $20,000. Oh. I mean it was just insane and that leaderboard is packed. I mean there's a lot of people on this so it goes to show I think that a lot of people are playing this game and I don't know if the leaderboard is um, not – I don't think it's just Switch related but um, – it may just be like a global leaderboard somewhere. But either way, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was fun. I do agree with Barry. There were parts where I'm playing and it did feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like, okay, I beat the wave. It kind of reminded me of Shaq Fu, where it's just like, okay, like I can move on now. Like, why won't the screen move? And I, I, I don't know go- if it was quite as grindy as Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu <laughs> was, was really bad. But- well, Shaq Fu, I guess, was purposely grindy i mean they even mm. made fun of it at one point so they knew what they were doing <laughs> those uh, jerks <laughs> but i mean for me i i think i would have liked a little more variety with the enemies because i did feel it was mainly the zombies and then they would throw in you know the dogs the pregnant women throwing their baby spawn hey! child thing <laughs> uh the chuckies like i felt like i i kind of hoped like every level would have had like a whole bunch of new characters um that you could have fought i did like the the end bosses i thought they were I thought they were very representative of what they were trying to uh, give homage to, uh, yeah. especially like uh, Baxter uh, Stockman from Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. I definitely felt that with the, the first boss that I fought. Um, I liked, I mean, I thought it was a fun game. I, I got to play it in one sitting, and for being as bad as I am, I made it through, and I only used, I think, two continues on normal, so I think that's a good sign for and me. You played that it on I normal. Could, yeah, I actually Man. did do easy. I did normal, and I I beat it, and I was very surprised because there was plenty of times where I had no um, special points like built up, and there was just waves of enemies, and I'm just like, I just want to do my special attack and just knock them out all at once, and I couldn't. So there is some strategy of how to smartly use your special attacks. Um, the other thing I will say is I really like that the title screens were Sonic, if you <laughs> yeah. notice that. Yeah. I, I almost kind of wish that they would have changed it up, though, and maybe like every couple levels done a different kind of title screen because there's so many games that have them. But I did like that it was very uh, Sonic-based. I mean, there's uh, there's really a lot of Sega Genesis uh, representation in this game. Even some of the songs, like one of the songs we're going to use in this episode almost sounds like out of Toe Jam and Earl. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, Streets of Red, Streets of Rage. I mean, yeah, there's the a lot. Right there. Yeah. What? No, I did not <laughs> even see that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of throwback to classic Sega, 16-bit Sega Genesis, like, in this game. Yeah. But overall, I would say it's a very fun playthrough. You know, it supports multiplayers, and I think it would have been fun to play with friends as well, especially since they have so many characters to choose from, and you can play up to four people. So, you know, I played it solo and maybe that's why sometimes it kind of felt like, okay, I'm just doing this by myself. Um, but overall, I thought it was fun. The animations for like when you beat the enemies, I thought were very good. The gameplay very smooth. I did it in handheld. I didn't notice any issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked the game. I thought it was a, a solid beat em up. Uh, I, I would recommend it. And especially the collector's edition, I think is a really nice touch. So if you're a collector, I definitely think it's, it's worth it. And if, as far as I was tracking, the, the collector's edition wasn't super expensive. It was, it was no. decently reasonable. Maybe like, 30 bucks more, yeah. right? I think it's 35 maybe for the regular and 65 for the collectors or 
around Something that like price that. range. Yeah, it was like a normal, you yeah. know, buying a brand new game at the store price, which is exactly, fine. exactly. Um, and I, I'm thinking that I definitely recommend this if you have a group of friends too that want to yeah. be nostalgic for arcade beat 'em ups. Like this uh-huh. was like screaming for like us to play some multiplayer like together cooperatively. We probably yeah. should have. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I probably think would have enjoyed it a little more that way. <laughs> yeah, because just imagine us all like talking smack while we're playing it. Like, uh-huh. like it would have been super fun. So I would say that would be the way that I recommend to play it, even though we didn't play it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's probably the most. There's only fun. three of us. Why would we play games together? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> so um, yeah. So definitely uh, check out Streets of Red. Uh, mm-hmm. sh- shall we move over to the Nintendo Direct Mini, or is there any no, clothing? No, there is some uh, listener feedback. So I did, oh. because I posted that I was playing the game, I got some feedback. And actually, the official Twitter channel of Streets of Red said they were looking forward to what we had to say about it. And nice. they retweeted uh, the tweet, so that's really cool. But um, I had two tweets. So the first one said that, I said, we're going to be recording uh, talking about this game. Did you play it? What did you think? So we did get some feedback. I didn't do a poll, um, but uh, Jay Steinbrink said, amazing game. Hot Fox the Cop said, I love this game. Played and beat more than once. And WMMAMM said, <laughs> it's sweet and good. Um, so that was one. And then I did a second tweet where I beat the game and I showed a few screenshots. And underneath that one, somebody had... Uh, at Slasher JPC, great game and super replayable as doing the levels in different orders really changes things. So I, I do want to try that. Um, Secret Base SG said there's Frieza, there's Aliens Queen, and then there's Contra because I posted the pick of what I thought was Frieza as one of the final bosses. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then Phil the Wii fan said this game is so good, still need to pick up that physical copy. And you still can. Uh, so those were the two... Uh, tweets that I did, and then nice. let me go really quick to their page because they had uh, retweeted it. So I just want to see if there's any comments on there. So they said they can't wait. Okay, so that was all the feedback <laughs> that we got. <laughs> well, you know what? They, they said they can't like, wait. Short and sweet, they, just like they, the game. <laughs> they were awake at like two in the morning when I posted. I can understand people are asleep. Nice, but uh, yeah. So that's all the feedback that I had for that. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, that's cool, and and as always, we appreciate you know the the feedback from the listeners and JP keeping me on track from yes. <laughs> the, the listener feedback. Yeah, um, but the direct, I can't wait because I so so that's I, the key right there. JP is that Barry's been complaining for weeks that we haven't had a direct, and oh yeah, they gave us a direct in, mini. Damn it, <laughs> and we can go in order because I when they dropped it, I watched it and then tweeted as I was watching it, so I have everything in order. Oh, nice. um, so we can we can go through it, but yes, why don't you why don't you frame it for us? Okay, so basically, I mean, I just noticed uh, during I don't know if it was like lunch or something that I was like, man, Nintendo Nintendo dropped this like out of uh-huh. the blue, and it's framed as a mini, but in my opinion, it was a full direct. It was a full direct, but it was mini because there wasn't any big triple A first party. Yeah, in length new. it was a normal direct. In exactly. content, it was a mini. See, exactly. I, I, I don't, I don't feel you need a triple A to make it a what people would consider a full direct. Oh, I mean, 
I mean, I I agree with you, JP, but Nintendo agrees with Barry because they called it okay. a mini. Okay. I, I, <laughs> they did. They called it. I just they did. That it was yeah. Oh, I'll, oh. I'll explain my yeah. reasoning for that when we get to it. So yeah. go ahead. Jeff. But like amazing. Um, the whole thing was great. It was jam packed. Um, I had to watch part of it like as I was like getting ready for work. So, um, but I do have open a um a page. So mm-hmm. I can go game by game, or JP can go game by game. Yeah. She tweeted it out. So oh it's, yeah, I I didn't even watch everything. I was like during some of the trailers, I was just kind of fast forwarding because I wanted to get everything out there. So some of the like extended gameplay and and discussions I kind of skipped. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to go back and just watch it for myself. But oh, I, I really watched yeah. it to just share with everybody because I don't think everybody knew it was out, and there was just so much in the twenty eight minutes that I just wanted to make sure I just put it all out there. So. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I we can, can we can go through an order. I think that'd be a good idea. I can jump can order by order, one. and then you can jump through yours to make sure we don't miss anything. So, um, yeah, the first game they showed, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, um, showing all the different nuances of the redefined visuals, um, and basically uh, showed how beautiful the game looks. That's what I noticed from it. Hundred. <laughs> I JP, mean, JP disappeared, J- I think. <laughs> JP disappeared. I was waiting for JP. Um, I know. No. Oh, Classic. You did say that. Did. My son woke up. I'm sorry. Hold oh, no, on. you're good. JP <laughs> JP warned us that his son might wake up and he has to go. Like It's just funny. It's like quiet. It's like cricket, cricket. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, JP, do you want to fall? Okay, I guess I'll fall. Um, so while, while, while this JP is JP's section. This is JP's no, no. section. No. <laughs> <laughs> JP's here. back. He's like, no, I'm no, back. no, I'm back. You know how I talk. It's my turn, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so. my turn to talk. Yeah, yes. so Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, yes. Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. That's what I took out of it. Um, yeah. Comes out May 29th. Yeah. Uh, def- I mean, they ended an, epil- an epilogue to the story that you can actually play right away. So oh, if yeah. The game before, you Future don't need to connected, go right? Future Connected. Yes. And then um, what's really interesting is, once again, we have this difference of region collector's editions where Europe seems to be getting the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive definitive Edition. uh, (laughs) Because in the U.S., we're getting a nice box. We're getting, I think, a 250-page art book with a slipcover and the game, and that's it. And in the U.K., uh, they are getting a vinyl select soundtrack. They are getting a steel book, and they're getting the art book and the game. Um, and what it looks like from the picture is their game case won't have the rating on the front, so it's just going to be a clean uh, pick, whereas we have you know the T-rated on it. And then Japan is getting a collector's edition, which I think is just going to be similar to ours with a, um, an art book. I don't think it had the steel book. But once again... <laughs> Barry, did you notice that JP's like... Did you notice JP's like, oh, j- just a 250-page art book, that's it. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know... No, I'm with JP I, on this. Don't you dare go against JP. I'm 100% pissed <laughs> off at this. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, Nintendo of America, I tweeted at them. Yeah. I am mad at them. You're I am mad? so mad. Yes! I'm mad. I am furious because... And, and, and someone even commented, like, well, those things don't sell well in America. And the, You know what? It's the same damn price yeah the same price that europe is getting all that extra stuff we're getting just the art book and that to me is just bend us over and royally give it to us because nintendo (laughs) of america is just so bad at, at at appeasing their their clientele and they continue to do so and it just it boggles me so say it barry 
Yes. Well, it's, if you're a, uh, and it's not just me. It's all over Twitter. People are furious. No, um, it's ridiculous. I mean, in this day and age, I don't understand why we can't just have the exact same collective edition yeah. across every single region that this game comes out. There should be no reason why people should have to crazily try and import, which is the biggest thing. Whenever a Nintendo game gets announced that has a collective edition, the first thing that my DM blows up with is, JP, are you able to get one? Do you have a friend that can get many? I'll pay you right now. Do you know where it's going to be listed? And I'm just like, easy. The game just got announced. I post this. I get, you know, like yesterday, Amazon Germany got them. Wasn't shipping to the U.S. yet. They sold out in maybe like an hour. Nintendo UK store opened up pre-orders. Doesn't ship to the U.S. Sold out within like a few hours. We have Game UK now that has it that I don't think is shipping to the U.S. You have Shop2.net that isn't shipping to the U.S., I believe. And it's just like it's impossible to get this sometimes. And, you know, Amazon UK, I think, will get it eventually, and they'll have it for pre-order that you can ship to us. Shop for Megastore, like they've done with the previous ones, will get it. And I believe they don't have a, a weight restriction, so people will be able to get it. But this one is going to sell out fast. I mean, already the few sites that have gotten it, even in the U.S., the U.S. one, Best Buy closed off pre-orders already. Um, GameStop, I still think, has it, but I don't think a lot of people want to shop at GameStop right now, and you don't even know the future of GameStop. So that's an iffy one to go with. But it's just like, clearly there's a demand for Nintendo first-party, essentially, collector editions. And I just Especially don't understand right now why. with the drought. Well, yeah. this to me is, is even more of a slap in the face to, to especially Americans, because this was, you know, an Operation Rainfall game. This is a game that we had to beg Nintendo for, and they still refused. We, it was like number one on Amazon when it was just called Monado. It was right there. People showed Nintendo, we want this, and Nintendo still said no. GameStop is the reason we got it in America. Mm-hmm. And when after that, then they're like, oh, we're going to give you Xenoblade X. And it, it didn't sell great, but Xenoblade 2 sold amazing. And I think X didn't sell well because it was on the Wii, Wii U. U. Yeah. Um, but 2 sold incredibly well. Torna sold incredibly well. Now this is selling incredibly well. And mm-hmm. it's showing Nintendo, hey, look, Americans like this series. And, and how do they repay us? By pulling the same amount of BS they've been pulling for years. This mm-hmm. is the same yeah. Nintendo that says to Americans, we're not going to give you or even sell you a stylus that we've already made, you're not getting it. Like, a, a one penny, two penny stylus, we're not even going to turn around and make five bucks and, and sell it to you. No, you're not getting it. This is the same Nintendo that thinks, let's take a franchise like Zelda, and let's take a chance, uh, franchise like Mario Kart, because those are two very small, minor franchises that no one cares about. Let's take the entire continent of North America. Let's not just take the U.S. Let's take Canada and Mexico. Th- they're small small places they don't have a lot of population i think 500 each for a collected edition of each of those franchises that should suffice and let's only put it in one store in one city that that works that will appease the american and and the north american people no no it will not what is wrong with you oh they make me so angry sometimes by these stupid decisions and and this is just showing that they haven't learned Ah, there, there. I love. Barry's just passionate. JP, cry, I, I love. I love uh, manipulating Barry into going oh my off God. the rails. <laughs> this is just a sick. Are you sure you're rant, mad? Are you rant, sure you're mad? Rant with Barry. <laughs> no, he's he's not wrong because it would be great to get a vinyl. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, not no, Nintendo. I and the steelbook. We love steelbooks. I mean, I think it's clear at this mm-hmm. point that 
pretty much all not all collectors, but a big portion of Switch collectors really enjoy these steel books over I think anything else. I think even if the game wasn't included, they just want the steel book. And it's just to see steel books limited to a region and then make it even harder to get so at odd. normal price. I just think it's just completely unfair at this point. I mean, yeah. Nintendo at a minimum could just put it on their US store and just say, okay, here's the steel book for you know whatever X amount if you don't want to do the full collectors because yeah. they obviously made enough. I mean. <laughs> They could have sold yeah. for 10, 20 bucks and, and been fine. Yeah. And what's even more of a kicker is if you look at Nintendo's releases on the Switch and you look at their collector's editions and you look at the Nintendo official steelbooks, the U.S. has gotten a whopping two. Two. We got Fire Emblem Three Houses and we got Xenoblade Chronicles 2, damn it! Well, <laughs> in the U.S. we also got the Mario Kart at Best Pokemon, Buy. Let's oh, go. Yeah, Pokemon. that was a... That was a that, that, and the Pokemon were special. We got two Pokemon ones. Oh, one, at Best, one at Best Buy again and one through the Target. But again, okay. you know, they, right. they make it exclusive. And I think you know some of these shouldn't be store exclusives. They shouldn't be region exclusives. I just feel that at this point, um, I have yet to see us get a definitive edition where people from other countries are going like, oh, my God, we need the U.S. one. It's more of a joke now that it's like, surprise, surprise, like we got the infin- inferior collector's edition. And always. if you look back, I mean, at, at what the U.S. got versus the rest. <clears throat> our Xenoblade Chronicles edition, our Xenoblade Chronicles 2 edition, was the only real equal one. Fire Emblem wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So those two. Pokemon, we did get, of Sword and Shield, we did get the Steelbook, but we got the, the two-pack Steelbook only, and we mm-hmm. got that exclusive at Target, uh, where Europe got... You yeah, know, the individual ones. The individual ones as yep. well. Bayonetta, we got just a standard. We didn't get a collector's edition, which even though Europe didn't get Bayo 1 physical, they at least got a collector's edition. Yep. We didn't get anything. Astro Chain, we got nothing. Everyone else got collectors. Demon X Machina, everyone else got collectors. We got nothing. Yep. Luigi's Mansion, every, you know, other places got a steel book. We didn't get anything. Um, Breath of the Wild, or uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Link, uh, Link's Awakening. We got a collector's edition with an art book, and everyone else got the art book with a steel book. Um, every Donkey one. Kong at Italy got a collector's edition for Donkey Kong. Yeah, and this is ridiculous. This is Nintendo of America saying we don't give a rat's butt about the collectors in the North American region. And again, that's not just the United States. That's Canada, and that is Mexico as well. They don't care. And if they claim they care, they don't. They want... Money, is it, is but it a care, Barry, or is it a, they know that the U.S. collectors are going to import it anyway, so why release it in multiple regions, which would cost money on bulk shipping? It, it won't cost them much anymore because Nintendo has their own North American store. It has their own warehouses. Instead well, I'm, of shipping I'm saying it, if it's all produced, though, over there, um, mm-hmm. probably in, in Europe, honestly, which is weird think to really think about. In Europe? I think it's produced in China or another Asian country. Probably, but, but I mean, I know being a, a publisher that um, shipping to multiple places in bulk, is pretty, it's the same price, both mm-hmm. sides, so it's thousands and thousands of dollars to get it in multiple places. Um, so that's why like, it's, I only ship from the U.S., uh, but, but like, I could imagine... And that amount that Nintendo's doing, um, if they're producing, say the vinyls are being pressed in Europe, that might be why that they're there. Um, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the only thing that makes logical <clears throat> sense. But again, like if you're talking about sales, like they're gonna sell out in the U.S. It's 
Yeah. Like, give it to us and we're going to buy it. Look, like, here's the thing. I don't Nintendo, know. Nintendo is notorious for never selling anything at a loss. Their one exception being the 3DS when they dropped the price initially um, to, by the $70. Um, that was their only exception. Everything else they've sold at a profit. 100%. All games are profit. All collector's editions are profit. So they're making money on every single thing they sell. If they took that vinyl, if they took that steelbook, even if they didn't want to give it to us in the collector's edition, even if they said, you know what, they're over, even say they're produced in Europe. Let's say they're produced in Europe. Put it on Nintendo of America's store. Said, here it is. If you're interested in just the steelbook, just the vinyl, here's the price. You have to pay shipping. Mm-hmm. You know what? It would suck, but I guarantee you they would sell out. And now what they do is, oh, well, instead of, you know, say 100 thousand orders of the steelbook produce 200,000 orders of the steelbook that's going to cost them pennies more because it's bulk and now ship it at our expense because that's what they're going to do we're going to pay for shipping over to the united states mm-hmm. oh well look they're making money and and they're pleasing their clientele and that is the most important thing when you run a business you want happy customers you don't want customers that are getting frustrated and annoyed because that's how you lose customers Volcano yeah, you don't want to bury people Volcano yes, explosion, exactly. Barry. <laughs> so because we've because we've angered Barry so much, let's move on to the second next, uh, next second, one. Uh, next uh, one, JP. <laughs> so these were so, 2K. Yeah. So back. this one actually was pretty exciting for me since I hadn't played a lot of these initially. Um, so so basically, we're getting XCOM Two Collection, uh, mm-hmm. which includes the base game, the War of the Chosen expansion, and four DLC packs. Uh, you're getting the Borderlands Le- Legendary Collection, which includes the first three Borderlands games. And then the Bioshock Collection, which includes both of the games and their DLC. Oh, I um, thought it was three games. Isn't it Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite? Um, well, I saw I saw Infinite on the, the marketing for sure, but it, I, I saw something about both games. Yeah, Infinite. Which is interesting. Infinite. I think it's Bioshock 1. Isn't it was 2 not included? Maybe two's not included. That'd be interesting, because I've only really played Bioshock 1, and I played a little bit of Borderlands, um, like very, very little, when it was, like I think, on PS4 available or something. But like these are ripe. I haven't played much XCOM 2, so I'm not sure if I'm interested in getting that. Um, we'll see. But either way, they're all dropping May 29th on the same day as, as you know. So like we're about to have our wallets bursted that day, by the way. Well, but don't forget, these are primarily downloadable games. Like there's a cart, but a lot of the games require are we, are we massive assuming, amounts of downloads. Are we assuming which, that like we're gonna have like one game on cart per? No, uh, not I don't even that. think we're getting the full game. I think we're getting like the pre like the prologue of, <laughs> of one. Fulsicles? Um, no. Um <laughs> I, I think Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock, it's like the first few chapters or something, and, and Borderlands, I think the first game's on the card or something like that. So yeah. there's a question for you, JP. Uh, You've got it. Or, You've got it. Up. Or Barry. There's a question for you. Um, going for, like, when we're documenting this crap for the book, like, it's, it's the Fossil. You have Fossicles, but then you have carts with yeah. nothing on it. I mean, you had the same thing from uh, some previous releases, too. Well, you know, like, NBA, the NBA games you had. Um, yeah. There's a few that have that, like even Mortal Kombat had uh, download you know, required. A bar on it that said, yeah. I mean, you could always have a section that says which games required that, like on the cards. Just I mean, garbage. for Bioshock, you're getting Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock oh. Infinite, the complete edition, including all single player add on content. 
but so a lot it is of all three games. Yeah. All three games. Yeah, so there's well, some websites that actually are saying that there's only two games on it. So there, there's some. Well, this is official from two K.com. Exactly. So that's yeah. good though. So I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's exciting getting all the the two K games. Um, yeah. Over there, that's awesome, and hopefully they're a little bit more optimized than WWE 2K. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying because well, the that NBA is the 2K same. is doing well. So yeah. yeah, it's a fun. That's what I I'm mean, saying is it's it's programmer based. I would say not 2K. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up after that, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, The Black Order, Shadow okay. of Doom DLC. Yes, I think it's twenty dollars if I look correctly on the eShop. How much um, content does it add? <laughs> good question. Why don't you talk and I will pull it up. So basically the latest DLC in spa- expansion follows the uh, rise of Doctor Doom and you get to play as the Fantastic Four, which there is a ugly looking horrible beard on Mr. Fantastic. Like Mr. Fantastic has like brown on the top and like gray on the sides, but his beard is like black. It looks like somebody painted it on with a freaking marker in Microsoft Paint. Like, it looks terrible. Everything else looks cool. But I'm, like, even looking at all the pictures, like, I don't know what the heck they were thinking with that beard. It just doesn't look hey, right. You know it looks, at least the Fantastic Four is getting some love they, in a good way. They, they do. Yeah. And it, it looks like the classic Fantastic Four. The um, From the trailer, it looks well animated, and it looks like the right versions of the characters. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm really excited okay. about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on. How big is it? Uh... Okay, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order came with the paid expansion, which grants access to three exclusive DLC packs. Um, so it's $20 for all three, right? Oh, okay. This, okay, this paid expansion includes three DLCs, which will become available as they release one at a time after the launch of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order and will not be sold individually. Okay, yeah, so that's... Knight, so, and the Fantastic yeah. Four. So $20 is a little more palatable for three DLCs. Because I was like, man, if it's just $20 for that one, I'm like, I'm not real interested at all because I haven't bought the game yet. <laughs> yeah, I have the game. I haven't played it. I really want to. Um, especially now that I'm back into Marvel. I'm like, ah, oh, this is I mean, the perfect time If we do it for it. the Playcast in the future, I'll buy it. I mean, I, I love those games. I, I played it. I haven't beat it. I'm like... I'm probably about 25% in when... Because Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 came out like right before last year's big waterfall of just amazing games. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot of fun when I played it. I enjoyed it, and I loved that they're doing these DLCs. I'm hoping, and I know this isn't going to happen, um, but I would love a complete with everything on it. Yeah. Because all I can think about is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1, where they did that. And then yeah. the DLC was delisted, and that complete version is the only way to play those DLC characters in that mm. game at all. They never re-released it with those characters. So I would love it for them to do, even 16 hours again, I'd be fine with that. Re-release with all the DLC on it, plus uh, Cyclops and Colossus, which were in the main story and were added as free DLC afterwards as characters they're not actually on the card but they're free like have them on the card as well and all the costumes they've been adding have that all there too like that would be amazing okay next uh so next up we have shinsekai into the depths which had a launch trailer um that is out now um basically it's a deep sea side-scrolling adventure lets you explore a strange world under the waves um, apparently it was an Apple Arcade exclusive before this, which is interesting. Um, so what do you guys think about that one? I was okay about it. Like, I thought it was alright. Uh, that one, that one looked kind of interesting, but 
but it, it definitely screamed indie title to me. Like it, it was like this is going to be an eShop only, and then it was eShop only. It's from Capcom, so it's definitely going to be eShop only. So I was like, oh, okay, lost lost some interest there. Hoping it gets a physical. Um, it's interesting premise for sure. It kind of reminds me of Octopus from the Game and Watch series. Yeah, yeah, it did remind me of that, which is a very basic game. Very basic game. <laughs> yeah. What about you, JP? Any interest or no? JP, uh, yes, I'm here. Nope, nope, nope. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I have to go get a charger because my computer's about to die, and I'm like, I have all my notes up. Um, no, it looks interesting. I watched the trailer. You know, I saw the trailer. Um, I feel like it's a fun, fun exploration type of game that could be good. I don't know if I'd actually play it if it's digital only. Um, you know, unfortunately, that is just one of the drawbacks with so many physical games coming out that like a, a good digital one just kind of gets to me like put to the side because i'm like well i'm not really going to download it and play it right now so maybe yeah. i'll check it out later i think it'd be good to have a demo maybe um for some a game like that for sure for uh, sure but yeah i mean with capcom it's just like ah why was their name attached because we're probably not going to see a physical for that <laughs> um but i mean it, it looks interesting and i always like variety on the eShop because you never know what you're in the mood to play and games like those i feel um i don't know i feel like for me, as I get older, and we've talked about this with like Mist, like I just really like these uh, exploration type of games where it's not so much fighting; it's just mm-hmm. more just like you know the scene, the scenery, and then puzzles and then things like that. So it looks interesting. Yeah, I'll say not, interesting. That's what not, I go with. Not enough time in the world, but yeah, exactly. it looks interesting. Um, so but the next we, is a good update. So the next we have an Animal Crossing New Horizons update for Easter Bunny mode, basically. Um, <laughs> there's a, basically a teaser with egg gathering and DIY crafting. Um, and also, I noticed they also threw out a small little update the same day that got rid of... There was a money glitch in Animal Crossing uh, where, they fixed it. They where fixed I was it. having to sit with my wife and spin boxes while she grinded and duplicated items so she could get money. I was doing that for hours for my wife. How much money <laughs> did she wind up getting from that? Four or five million before she's like, oh, I'll just do it again tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And it's not enough to fully upgrade your house still. Oh my god. No, yeah, yeah. It, the, the last, last update upgrade. is like 2.4 million. Yeah, so I think she's good up to the last update, which gets you a basement in the house. So, um, Jeez, so I actually have to play the game now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is, is and I was like thinking about it while while I was helping my wife hack the game um <laughs> was <laughs> was i was like you know it's kind of cool because then you won't be in house debt right you won't be house poor you'll mm-hmm. you'll be able to focus on upgrades and and doing all the other stuff in the game instead of worried about your house debt um but it also removes <clears throat> some of the the time sink in there so i mean because animal crossing is not meant to be played in a day it's meant to be played no. forever <laughs> well the nice thing about the house debt is it's not like pay me the 2.4 and then you get the basement you get to enjoy the basement the entire time and especially as the last upgrade there's nothing else after that it's just paying it for paying it you, you know yeah but there's also other things like bridges and inclines you can get which cost money um to help improve your your island as well mm-hmm. plus terraforming and stuff so money is definitely you know useful and i think after the basement you can also like start customizing the house like the outside yep. and everything so and you can move it too which costs money too yeah so i mean my wife's really enjoying it so far um i have a 
a house there. And I, we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about this in the next episodes. It's gonna be our focus. Um, but like, I'm gonna have a little house, but I'm probably gonna play just to keep my wife's value of her island from going down. Other than that, like, I, I just wanted a drash tent and a uh, cot and a Nintendo Switch. And that's all I wanted. And <laughs> huh. Too funny. Um, so, yeah, it's so a little Animal Crossing. Um, have you even played yet, JP, or have you been... I, it just came in, so I I bought it from PlayAsia because I have credit there. And then all of a sudden, the Target box came in, and I forgot I had pre-ordered it to get the journal exclusive oh. uh, book. Well, the actual journal from Target. So I have the game now. Um, but I have not tried it yet. Yeah. Well, it's good so you get two copies, so this way you can play it and Shannon can play it. Hey, exactly. I, she's, yeah. yeah, she's looking forward to it because she tried it for the 3DS, and she's not a big gamer, but she really liked the idea of Animal Crossing. And I said, well, I have an extra copy now. You have a Switch. This is a game where you should enjoy and, and have time now to play. So I'm hoping you know she'll get into it. We just have to crack it open and start playing it, though. It's, it's a lot of fun being able to we've, play. Uh, we've played I, I, with three players on the same island at the same time. It's It's been pretty fun, but we've been on the same Switch, so it's pretty uh-huh. limiting for the other two players. Yeah. yeah I just don't like the idea of a game that never ends. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither, man. That's where I'm like, <laughs> but, ah, I'm going to let see them where have it's fun. Because I see a lot of people taking pictures, I guess, through a phone app and then bringing mm-hmm. stuff into the Switch. Yep. Yeah, and, saw, you can... and I'm just like, Wow, I could put like my logo in on a wall or something like that. And well, you can make it your cool. town flag. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Because like, okay, yeah, you and, can and in, the, the, thing, in the phone the... version of the game and the 3ds version of the game. There's little codes, QR codes, and if you create uh-huh. something on the phone version, you can take a picture of it or yeah. bring it up on your computer, and then you can scan it with your with your Switch or yeah, with your awesome. phone app. Or like, I used my phone app to scan it. And I was able to bring in a picture of, I think it was like Ninja Gaiden, and bring it in. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, another thing you can do is your town theme, which is said every time like people talk to you. And mm-hmm. you can literally, it's a short little riff, and you can make it your do-do-do-do-do every time someone talks to you. Like, personalize it your, your way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, see you guys later. <laughs> and, and we can visit each other's islands and like, yeah, let you that, open it that's up. That's social distancing do. at its finest. Yeah. This game came at perfect times. They, they knew really what they were did. doing when they delayed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I hope. Hopefully, they didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Conspiracy. Get your tinfoil hats on, guys. Yeah. Now, if now if you miss being in the office though from working, our next game oh, I think God. will solve that for you. Oh, nice transition. <laughs> Man, Thank that's you. like a Nintendo transition. <laughs> Good job, JP. Are oh. you done with Island Life? Are you missing your friends? Do you wish you could contribute again in the building? Well, now you can with good job. <laughs> good job, JP. Um, I mean, honestly, I almost mentally skipped over this one. but Yeah, um, this one just kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I don't want to keep working. I'm sorry. Like, you solved environmental puzzles before, but have you ever launched a projector through five office walls to get a meeting back in order? Like, Honestly, this one didn't impress what? me until no. I started seeing the mechanics. I'm like, you know what? This looks like fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure it is fun. I feel like, you know, they purposely are picking games for this direct that have to have an appeal. And I'm like, I don't want to just brush it off because of a quick trailer. But again, it's just not a, another game that I'm like eager to jump onto the eShop and download right now and play. Um, yeah. Again, I, I feel like some, like all of these, I think, should have had a demo. Yeah. All these games that for they're sure. announcing, I feel, should have a demo to allow you to try something out, um, whether it's already out on the eShop or it's coming out. But it's just like, oh, I could see myself trying the first level or so and like 
I don't know if it's like entry level job or just like a simple menial task, but just to get an idea of what the game is. Um, but yeah. you know, it's on the eShop now, so maybe one day we'll try. Who knows? The next yes. game, though, I will say is uh, I think a lot of people are very happy to see, uh, especially with who's attached to the game, which is Catherine Full Body. Yeah, Catherine yep. Full Body from the developers of Persona. Um, I honestly, I'm not a fan of the gameplay, but the story's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things. I had it back in the day on the PS3. See, I've never played it, but it looks very M-rated, and I'm just like, wow, it's another one for the Switch, which is great. And it's Atlas, so it's like, okay, they're getting out there now. They're getting onto the Switch. That's a good sign. If this one sells well, it could lead them to see that we want their games. Yeah. And obviously, everybody wants Persona. I think we are already getting a Persona, or we did get a Persona fighting game, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Um in Japan. It's like a Warriors-style game. Yeah. But you know what? It's always a good sign that if this one sells well, we could start seeing Atlas as a regular um, name on the Switch. So. You know, it's funny you say that, yet if you remember the very first Switch presentation in January of 2017, they showed off Shin Megami Tensei Five as an exclusive from Atlas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think I think they forgot about that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, damn it, why did Barrett bring it up? Damn it, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you pre-order the physical, you get a sheep keychain uh, as a launch edition goodie. So it's uh, going to be 50 bucks. When I think no. this was the one on the PS3. Well, it came with a set of boxers, like the polka dot boxers. Yeah, and a pizza box. <laughs> and a pizza like, box. <laughs> well, the Catherine game is up at GameStop to pre-order right now. Yeah. I don't think it's... I, it may be at Amazon. I don't know yet. But um, from what I've seen, all the launch editions are going to have that pack-in little keychain. So yeah. that's a nice little goodie. The next one, though, Jeffrey, I think you and I are probably oh. more excited than Barry are. <laughs> I imagine was, Barry playing this Ring Fit Adventure Dance I, Dance Revolution. No, oh my I, God. I, I think it this was, looks like fun. <laughs> it was awesome. It was exactly what I wanted out of the Switch. And this uh, is where when Barry says Nintendo is playing off of our social distancing, like, this is the perfect time to release Ring Fit Adventure update. Um, so basically, it's a new rhythm mode letting you work out with uh, a, a selection of tunes. There's, like, Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, and some other games. Um, Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right? which they didn't, play any of the, they didn't play any of the music from it, though. It'd be interesting to see if it was just, like, the background music, and it's just, like, nature, mm-hmm. and then you're... <laughs> Like doing a bunch of workouts real fast to like nature sounds, um, but um, there's also a female voice option as well as like a bunch of different languages um, and jogging, and and you can just do like JP and warm up with the yeah. jog now. No joke, like that's Which, really what I want to do. Like I like the fighting element, like the RPG, but I really enjoy jogging in the game, and the yeah. fact that they're adding more to that, and you can skip all the running, then stopping, and doing different activities like you know leg and arm, which is good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's great to do that but for some reason i really enjoy jogging in the game because in real life i go on the treadmill and i get bored staring at the window i don't really jog outdoors but here it's just like i didn't feel like i was running like it kind of just felt like this is fun like i i see my character i see mountains i see you know different landscapes and now that they have the mode for that i think it's great i also think it's great to see an update coming for this game which means that they're still invested in it yeah and it's sold and, out like everywhere yeah now I don't know. I think it's because of our playcast, but all of a sudden, 
it's really hard to get overseas. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I think well, all our international listeners were trying to just uh, jump on this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and I really do see this as a, um, especially the jogging is like, I imagine JP going back to the first world to warm up every time. And now all he yeah. has to do is yes, put I on did. jog mode before he continues the story, which is interesting. Yeah. And I, it makes me want and now that I'm, I, I am home, and I've already gained probably like 40 pounds of just eating since I've been home. I think now's the perfect time to get back into this game because I, I have the time. I don't necessarily have to go to bed earlier, you know, travel for work. So I have that. I have more time, essentially. Um, but now with all these additional options, I, I want to get into it. I definitely want to try the DDR-type game. And all mm-hmm. it makes me think is that they could bring in so much more music from Nintendo-based games that this Ooh. could just be the absolute beginning. This could be the Just Dance nintendo version essentially which and, is and of course this amazing. comes out right after my wife steals my main switch for the tv and now I well, of course because <laughs> like i was doing <laughs> ring fit in my in where i record here in the the game room office and mm-hmm. you know it's out in the main room on the the giant tv now but it's like mm-hmm. i'll never i'll never be able to play ring fit <laughs> yeah jeffrey do you like how jp just kind of threw the silver lining about this whole pandemic is that he'll actually have the time to play the playcast games now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you have we have to look at the positives. Like, you know, my wife and I were like, we should really keep a list of all the things we can do or we're having the opportunity to do now while we're home. I mean the biggest thing is kids. I mean, how often do people get to say that they spend all this time with their kids while well, it could be a blessing and a curse at the same time when you look <laughs> back on it. It's like, wow, like normally we'd be at work, they'd be at daycare, we'd see them for like two hours at night, and now we have all of this time to do different activities, just play with them. And also for us gamers, like we're home, depending on your work schedule, essentially you may have more time to play games now, which is great. Um, I definitely feel like I'm having more time to play. I mean, I beat, I beat uh, Blood Breed, and I beat at least one playthrough of Streets of Red in the same day. I don't know when that's ever happened. Even with short games, I don't know when that's happened. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely positives to what's going on. It doesn't have to all be doom and gloom. Yet, I also see people post, you people without kids, you don't realize how lucky you have it. And how oh, absolutely. Have it. <laughs> I, won't, I won't lie when I say, like, Shan and I will look at each other and be like, could you imagine if we didn't have kids during this? Like, we'd have binged all of our shows already. We've watched all of our movies already. We'd have just, like, read all the books we want. I mean, it'd probably be just calm and quiet in the house. And maybe kids are good to distract you from what's going on in the world. But I, I personally wouldn't mind just like a, a healthy balance of just like alone time <laughs> and family time. Um, yeah. But I mean, I he, also like think about like projects and stuff. Like I'm gonna, I, I started working on the definitive NES book, complete mm-hmm. NES book, because like all I have to do is reformat the whole thing, which is a giant time sink. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, it's gonna take a while. Well, I started it, and any day that I'm like not having to drive into work, I'm gonna work on it, and so I'll be able to mm-hmm. work on that on the side. I mean, heck, today I completely re-researched year two for the sw- the Switch Collector, and so like that is completely re-researched because every so often new games get releases and it changes mm-hmm. the layout. Um, so I think that's actually ready to start like the formatting too. So like during this, I'm going to make some lee- some leeway which, yeah. and stuff that would take years. I can exactly. maybe get it done in a month and that's pretty awesome. They call it like, you're going to see a lot of, um, coronavirus babies, but you're going to see a lot of book babies too. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like you're going to see a lot of do it yourself. Like for us, like we can't go get haircuts and channels like, you know what? I think I'm just going to cut Joshy's hair and yours too. And I'm just like, 
you know, we start doing these things that we normally wouldn't. It's like, well, we can do them now. Like, why would we have to go pay somebody? And I mean, I think it's going to be Mohawk. Well, well, he did say that the good news is nobody would be seeing us for a while. So no matter how it comes out, (laughs) doesn't leave me with much confidence of what's going to, what my hair is going to look like. But like, you know, things like that, that you normally would take for granted or or kind of source out. It's just like, we're kind of having to teach ourselves new things. I mean, at least for me, I don't, do a lot of these so it's just it's very interesting that it's giving us that opportunity and my wife always cuts my hair so that's not a new thing for me well there you go so what's the next game uh king's bounty 2 2, a 1990 tactical rpg that inspired games like heroes of might and magic uh gets its own modern follow-up uh basically lead your army through massive battles while interacting with friends and rivals whose personalities are shaped by your choices nice um, not real interested in it, honestly. Like I never played the original. Um, I know there's a lot of fans out there though, so it's cool to see um, the depth of the switch mm-hmm. and getting deeper. Next, uh, <laughs> Barry, you got anything on Kings? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I never played the original. I, I used <laughs> to love either. Heroes of Might and Magic three back in the day. Um, it looks cool, but you know, if maybe if it gets a physical, but yeah, it's one of those things where. It, yeah. Too many other games drawing to my attention right now. So I will say there's always a chance because One C Company is the publisher, and they are doing Ancestors Legacy, which we're getting on the Switch. So you never know. I mean, this could be a game where they they could bring it down the line physically. At least for now, it's just eShop. So this is kind of where I call the lull of the Switch. By the way, because there's a bunch of stuff that was announced that I was like, eh, 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 like in a row. And the next thing. <laughs> we haven't even gone to like my like top two things that got announced. Well, like, yeah, like near the end, there's some really cool stuff. Oh, and, um, there's stuff that literally I screamed as loud as I could within my walls of my house. <laughs> Man, and I, I was just I like witness that. I was doing like the fist pumping, like you know, like, like yes, like you know, you win something, you're just going back and forth with your fist, and it's just like. We'll get to it. But either way, next so, is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate announcement. Yeah, where JP screamed like a girl because he gets to play um, ARMS for free arms. from March 26th to April 6th. But um, yeah, so basically there is an unnamed ARMS fighter that is going to be uh, for the first character from the next pack. The hint Ultimate. is his arms extend, so I have no idea who that could be. Yeah. Honestly, oh, well, that technically is all but Twin Tail. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. but I think that character is going to be like the Bowser Jr. and the Koopa Kids, where there's there may be all fifteen probably skin, and it's like they all play with the exact same moves, but you can play as whichever character you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would be really cool to get them all in there that way. That would be yeah, mm-hmm. it's a perfect game for it. Yep. Okay, so you talked about the free games trial coming to online members only March twenty sixth to April sixth, free yep. to play. So I hope everyone tries it out. They haven't. And if you're curious about it, listen to our playcast about it. Yes, absolutely. I I think Nintendo secretly listens to us, and they're like, hey, they just talked and raved about ARMS. We need to do a free trial. Wait a second. (laughs) Did you hear like 20 minutes ago where Barry was just screaming at us? I was crying at us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we're going to get an actual, uh, you know, legit release now because of Barry. Yeah, you know what? Then you better all thank me if that's the case. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, Next, we go to a game um, that everybody's looking forward to. There's a um, demo out. I'll say that first. Bravely Default Bravely. 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Next chapter in the series, inspired by classic JRPGs, tells a story with four fresh-faced heroes. Um, mm-hmm. And the new the game is going to be out like later in 2020. Um, yep. For, free demo. 
Thank yep. goodness. About time. Yeah. And <laughs> and what's really good is with these demos, they're using the feedback. So I guess they'll send out a survey to people who played it. Um, and we've seen that before with Octopath Traveler, and they made changes to the game based on the feedback. So I highly recommend people playing the game. And, you know, when the time comes, just give your honest thoughts because, you know, you never know what impact you're going to have on the final version. Yeah. Well, they did that with the first two Bravely games as well. They put out demos. They did? Oh, okay. You got, you got like, bonuses and stuff carried yep. over to the main games and stuff like that. Yeah. So but I'm cool. still angry about this game. You're still what? Angry about this game. <clears throat> Why are you? I okay, love well, it. I have to it ask. Looked, Why it looked amazing. I, I because it doesn't demo, continue. But, but I didn't uh, play uh, it. But, but yeah, and we talked about this in our Game Awards episode. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that Bravely Second ends with hints and a cliffhanger leading into a Bravely Third. And this mm-hmm. is just taking brand new, kind new world. New ignores game, everything and, they did. And they're ignoring it. And it's yeah. like, why? You finish the story you were telling first before moving in. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be some kind of link in, oh, guess what? This is happening at the same time, and they're going to bring it all together that I don't, I'm don't, i not aware of. But mm-hmm. for any players that played the first two games, besides the fact that the naming is very confusing, but it ends in a way that you're like, oh, my God, I really need to see what happens in the next game. I want mm-hmm. to continue that story. Because the story from Bravely Default continues in seconds. And it's like, uh, now I may never... I may, knowing Square, I may never see the end of that, and that that annoys me. Like it's one thing when they leave a cliffhanger and they never go back to a series. That's that's bad enough. But when they go back to the series and they're just like, hey, guess what? We're just starting afresh. And it's like, why? Yeah, but they could do the Xenoblade, Xenoblade X, Xenoblade Chronicles two, right? I mean, you could always yeah. jump back and forth. It could be it could be like Kingdom Hearts. They did a lot of the side stories, and then they went back. To Three. But they but those side stories took place did, after yes. two right. before three. Um, and Xenoblade is a little bit different because Xenoblade One is its own story, and you can play Xenoblade One and be fine. Xenoblade X is its own story again, and Xenoblade Two is its own story. And one and two do connect, but it's not a way that you absolutely have to play one to enjoy the other. Um, it's more like a, oh my god, light just went on. That's so cool how they connected the two. Mm-hmm. But they are their own stories. Okay, this, fair enough. This it's this is like playing, uh, what's a what's a good, kind of like links uh, like Ocarina of Time and then Majora's Mask. How they connect to each other, mm-hmm. but leaving Majora's Mask on a cliffhanger and saying, mm-hmm. oh, something new is coming to Termina. Let's figure it out. And then they're like, oh, guess what? Here are the Oracle games. Here's Wind Waker. Are we going back to Termina? <laughs> What's happening over there? Uh, and just them ignoring. Barry's still waiting, people. Damn still it, still waiting. waiting. Bravely so, third can happen. So let's so, go to the next game. So the next one, one of the top two. Oh, see, this the is the last of the middle lull of garbage for me. What? So, um, so now all. you get Wait, fifty-one. You default two garbage. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, maybe he did. <laughs> I do not. Dude, I'm not looking point. forward to bravely default two. I want bravely, bravely third. Um, yeah, I haven't played the first two. Nice try. I would, I would like the first one just re-released so I could play it. Well, they should yeah. do a combo. Um, okay. Honestly, like the uh, the childish looking art from Bravely uh, Second, just like Bravely mm-hmm. Default, is kind of. I played the first there, one a little bit. It's and like Final Fantasy Three redone on the DS. Didn't like it has that, that either. Kind of graphics, or, and I liked it. Or for uh, Four Heroes of Light, it's the same yeah. team. Didn't yeah. like it. Okay. Let's talk about Clubhouse Games. <laughs> so Clubhouse Games has fifty-one uh, mini games on it, uh, like backgammon and air hockey and. Go How are you and... not excited for this? Because it, it looks great. 
It's a bunch what? of little bunch of little games. I don't know. Wait, okay, really quick, Barry, yay or nay for this game? Yay, hundred percent. And, and nay Jeffrey? on the fact that it's digital only, though. No, it's not. It's physical. It's in America, phys- it's physical in America, in Japan, and okay. Europe if it's physical, I'm yet. a little more excited. Wait, wait, oh, Am- wait Amazon, Amazon has it. I posted, I posted this on Twitter. Damn it, Barry. I missed the follow. <laughs> Damn it, Barry. Follow my Twitter. I do follow your Twitter. You just post so much, and I miss JP it. Switch Mania. <laughs> this is the time to plug. <laughs> this is perfectly the time. I have no idea how people miss this, like you. Come oh, on. I, I didn't know it was a physical either. I mean, there you go. You got to realize, though, I go to work where I don't have access to social media, no. and I come out, no. and JP has That's- seventeen thousand posts. So I, I, I can, I see like. The newest thing and everything so, else. Anyway, is... this is a physical. I have to double check the price. I thought it was thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, but oh my god! Like to me, this is perfect because it just like I love. I don't. We can call them time waster games, but I love little games like this: yeah. billiards, golf. The little. I mean, we could go. Th- I wrote down every single game that's in there, but they have everything aside from regular Go, which I thought they had. They don't, which made me really mad. They had a version of Go, but. I mean, I'm just excited for this. I think it's so great and so so much. And it supports multiplayer. It supports, I think there's going to be a leaderboard also. Some of it will be online, right? Yeah, local and online. I mean, you know what? I think we should just go through it so people get an idea of what the games are. So I'm going to read them because I did it. So everybody just sit back and just relax. You better sing it. You better sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You better sing it if we're going to I'm trying to think of the theme I could do, but I really can't. So I'm just going to say it really fast. No, no, but, you got to sing, sing and make your own tune. Do, do the JP do, Switch Mania theme. Uh, do, 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 Mancala. <laughs> I'm not going to do that 50 more times. So you have Mancala, Hanafuda, Checkers President, Domino Speed, Heron Hounds, Blackjack, four in a row, Chess, Shogi, Mini Shogi, Ludo, Richie Mahjong, Sevens Golf, Darts, Texas Hold'em, Nine Men's Morris, War, Karim, Chinese Checkers, Yacht Dice, Takayaki, Billiards Hex, Spider Solitaire, Gomaku, Matching Bowling, Shooting Gallery, Sloss Cars, Dots and Boxes, Hit and Blow, Pig's Tail, Mahjong Solitaire, Last Card Fishing, Klondike Solitaire, Toy Tennis, Toy Soccer, Toy Curling, Toy Boxing, Toy Baseball, Battle Tanks, Team Tanks, Sliding Puzzle, and Six Ball Puzzle. I mean, I, I'm right. sorry, but like, to me, this is a game that just everybody who has a Switch should own. I can't imagine people not enjoying this. There's a There's lot so much. there, but like to me, a lot of the games I'm not super interested in playing. There's a few in there that I would absolutely play, and my wife will probably want to get it and we'll play them. But I like, want to learn shogi. Yeah, I mean, if it has a, if it has a like an actual um, tutorial for those games, that would be awesome because there are a lot of games on retro systems. Like there's a lot of shogi and a lot of mahjong yeah. games and a lot of those on the retro systems and Japanese no English supported games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Well, if I learn Shogi, that means I can start buying the Japanese-only Shogi games. And I'm like, this is great because this yeah. could help me, help me branch out into, uh, like I was talking about in our little, in our, in our chat, I'm thinking of possibly going like full Japanese like uh, set, regular editions for the Switch. And I wouldn't mind being able to understand at least some of them. And Shogi, I definitely see as one, I, I believe, as more games coming out. Even like Mahjong, there's this crazy like, it looks like a Switch loot kind of like Mahjong game coming out that's Japanese only. And I'm like, well, if I learn these games, 
I could buy those other games. JP, so. here's my question for you. Yes. Let's say you get this, which you will. Yes. Let's say you play Shogi, and let's say you master Shogi somehow. <laughs> yes. Are you really going to have the time to no. play these Japanese exclusive Shogi no, games I, you're so excited no. about? I don't need the time. I just need the ability. He just needs the excuse to buy them. The excuse Damn to it, buy them. <laughs> we see what you're doing here, JP. Yeah. But either I mean, way. I'm not as excited. I'm kind of like, eh. Oh, I, I, I thought this was a great, great set. I'm excited for this, not only because the roster looks good, but it's, it's interesting to see Nintendo. Nintendo's known for leaving their franchises in, in pretty much stasis slash dead <laughs> state. And a lot of people may not even realize this is actually a Nintendo franchise. This was released as Clubhouse Games on the DS. Yeah. So they're actually bringing back a franchise of theirs because it was part of that whole touch connection yep. um, series. And now it's coming back and they've also thrown in a little Wii Sports and a little Wii Play in there, which I thought was kind of neat too. That's mm-hmm. probably the spot that I'm the most excited for is the little throwbacks to the Wii Sports and Wii Play stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think for the money, even if they're shorter, like even if some of them are mini games, right? Like the toy boxing is like very simplistic. It's nothing crazy. But you have billiards. You have you have you just have full version like card based games that I just think to me forty bucks is a no brainer. It's less than it's less than a dollar a game. If anybody so can think, make it interesting, it's Nintendo though. That's yeah. for sure. We need to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots online. Yeah, we do. I think it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> and I always want more billiard games. So to me, it's just like great. They have billiard. They have bowling. I, we don't really have like a full bowling game on the Switch aside from like a Japanese release that has a very simplistic bowling game. I thought um, there's a digital-only Brunswick bowling. Oh, okay. I mean, there are eShop titles. I mean, physical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I just, I got very excited when I saw the list of games and the fact that it's a physical made it a lot better because I thought I, I thought it was only going to be eShop. And I was like, ah, I probably would still get it, maybe not right away. But I'm like, oh, there's a physical. This is the game that I would just always have in my case. Like, yeah. when I don't want to play an RPG, and I don't want to play even, like, Rocket League, I just want to throw in something simple, this is the card that I would put in. So, for me, this was one of my top ones of the Mini Direct. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next is a game that we haven't heard a lot about in a long time, and it's finally, we have a release date, but unfortunately, it's, it's a digital-only title uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, it's Ninjala, which looks yep. like a combination of Splatoon and, like, Fortnite. Uh, you got a bunch of ninjas running around doing combat, setting players against each other using off-the-wall ninja weaponry, gun-powered abilities. Uh, published by Gung Gung Ho. I had to look it up because I'm like, is Nintendo publishing this? Because it looks just like Splatoon. Um, you know but it's, but it's a free-to-play. Yeah. Well, and Gung Ho is responsible for Grandia on oh. the Switch. And I'm just like, they don't want the physical, I guess, of that. And Ninjala is an eShop only. And I'm just like... I'm seeing a trend here, and I'm not liking well, it because Ninjala, games... Ninjala, if it's online only, physical is is kind of pointless. Because it's You're right. Poster. If there's no story, yeah. But you know what? If you think about it, like in Japan, Overwatch got a cart, even though it still requires a full being online. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a wasted cart, but at the same time, there's a physical for it, so there could be one in Japan for Ninjala. You never know. No, Grandia um, definitely needs a physical. I don't, yeah, don't get So, um, my wife just Next. gave me a 15-minute uh, warning, by the way. All right, so we're going to go a little fast through the rest <laughs> of these. So let's, let's double up on the next two, but Star Wars. Star Wars getting... Jedi Academy and Episode One Racer. Yeah, so Jedi Academy is out already on the Switch. It, it has supports 
online battles up to 16 players. You have uh, Star Wars Racer. They just call it Racer. It's not even Episode One, but just Star Wars Racer is coming soon. And all I have to say is there's a certain limited company that seems to have the licenses for Star Wars games. Yep. So if we're ever going to see a physical, I have to believe it's coming through Limited Run at some point. And I'm so glad to see all these games coming on the eShop because that just means we have a lot of physicals maybe coming in the future, which would just be fantastic. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So the next game, uh, talking about Limited Run. Panzer Dragoon, Dragoon Remake. <laughs> just got a surprise drop release on the day of the Heck Mini Direct. Yeah. So it's ready on the eShop. There's a physical and a classic version available for pre-order at Limited Run. So however you want to play this game, there's going to be a way, which is great. So it is out now, and it's going to be coming out physically soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next is the Trials, about the Trials of Mana fully remake version with a demo you can play right now. That I believe carries over into yes, the version of it the game. It does, and I played through it. It's excellent. Um, yeah. Amazing. How game. long would you say it is? Um, hour and a half, maybe. I mean, and that's without grinding. Like, you can only go up to level 7, I want to say, or 8. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was at 6 or 7 just naturally as I played through. So it actually paces real well. Uh, mm-hmm. Action's great. Um, the visuals look stunning. It's it's a great game so far. Did you play the original? Um, I did play a little bit of the original because I had the fan-translated uh, Super mm-hmm. Nintendo cartridge. I just never, like mastered it i always like would constantly play through to where i unite all three characters and then i would stop uh this Mm -hmm. actually stops right before at least in mine i didn't get the third character yet um Mm -hmm. because you just play through through the first boss cool so next game is fuser is coming and this Um, was at pax east so is this when they did like all the games like back to back okay yeah so they did the, the demo for trials of mana then they Fuser. showed Fuser, which was a really big hit at um, at PAX. I mean, like they had a huge booth, and it looked really cool. It looks like they're kind of playing off of that card-based music game that was out for a while. Mixer, was it called? Or mm. something? I forget what it was. Um, but now it's coming. I'm glad we're getting it for the Switch. I don't know if there's a physical or if it's going to be digital-only, but um, it looks like they have a really good lineup of songs. So that's coming in fall 2020. Then in yeah. spring 2020, we have Elder Scrolls Blade. Yep. So we're finally getting that. We knew about that one before. Now we have a time frame of when we're getting it. And then in May 2020, we're getting Warhammer, Warhammer 40,000 Mechanicus. Um, so again, I don't know if that's going to be a physical or not, but those were four games they showed. And that's then they sure. moved into Vigor, which has a closed beta uh, April 9th, 2020. I don't know too much about that game, nope, to be honest. Me neither. Okay. Barry? Nope. Okay. So, <laughs> we got moving so along we, anyway, we, so we're good. <laughs> so next is the game, the number one game for me, yeah. um, which was Burnout Paradise Remastered. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted revenge on the Switch. I'll take Paradise, and there's a physical. Oh. It's official. So... And, so yeah, like me, download, me, probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. And like knowing, like my wife loves Burnout Revenge. Like she wasn't a big fan of Paradise when it was released, just because of the yeah. open world nature. Yeah, I'm hoping the Switch version, maybe playing no. it portably. I don't know. Maybe it'll help that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's still you know awesome. <laughs> it's Burnout, and I'm gonna take it without and arguing. And I think it's gonna have all the main DLC content as well, which is great because you could have the Back to the Future vehicle. Um, okay, so the next <laughs> stuff that they talked about was Saints Row 4, which came out already. There's a physical. That's Legends cool. of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3. There's a physical coming. Which has and a, there's demo. a demo. Yep, there's a demo on the eShop. Then, 
Mr. Driller Drillland from Bandai Namco is coming on June 25th. As of right now, I haven't seen a physical announce, so it may be digital only. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. And then in spring 2020, we have Minecraft Dungeons from Xbox Game Studios coming. So Which my daughter is excited about. Yeah. <laughs> then we're going to go very quick into the next section, but they gave us more info. And this was their last announcement. Yeah. I was hoping it was going to be like Zelda or something, but it was new information regarding the Pokemon Sword and Shield yeah. first expansion pack, which is Isle of Armor. So really quick, the notes that I took. You train at the dojo to receive Cub Fu, a new legendary Pokemon. There's two towers, the Towers of Two Fists, Darkness or Water. You can only choose one, and it affects the moves that Cub Fu learns. So I don't know how you go. I don't know if you can go back and try the other one later or not. I don't know, but it looks pretty cool. You also have new outfits, new hairstyles, new card designs for your character cards. Uh, this is coming by the end of June. And then also, if you purchase the expansion pack before August 31st and you connect to the internet in-game, you receive Leon's cap and tights uh, for the male or female character that you choose. And then also, starting on the 26th, so started already, you have uh, new Max Raid Battles where you can catch in Pokemon Sword Caparaja and Duraludon. And in Pokemon Shield, it's Garbodor and Charizard. Hmm. Um, and that was the direct. So we only have a few minutes, so I would kind of say let's just give our final thoughts on how you felt it was. Let's score it out of a 10. Yeah, we'll do uh, that, so and then we'll wrap up the episode, and we'll have to get perfect. to our other game next week. Sure. So, Jeffrey, you first. Um, so I thought overall it was a pretty awesome direct. There were some games in there that I um wasn't real. I forgot about like Ninjala. I heard about it, but I forgot <laughs> about it. Um, thought yep. it was cool. Um, Zeno didn't make me as angry as it made Barry. Um, <laughs> but again, I'm just happy to see it in HD. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked playing Trials of Mana. That's probably my number one game. Um, I'm buying it now because I played through the demo. It's awesome. Uh, I gotta play the um, demo now. We probably need to play the demo for Trails 3 just to appease Barry because like, <laughs> like, <laughs> we could talk about it or something maybe in the future. Poor Barry. Um, but other than that, like there was a lot of other games that were out on other systems that I'm excited about, like Bioshock, um, mm-hmm. absolutely, Borderlands, like games that honestly I haven't played through that I should have that I probably bought for a couple bucks, and that's mm-hmm. where like your your traditionalists or your your non Nintendo gamers are gonna be like, well, you're gonna pay forty dollars for a game you can go buy for five bucks at GameStop right now. Well. GameStop might not be around here in another month. So, um, but they either way, though, 300 more stores closing. Yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. I honestly, I just want to see more on our Switch. It shows the longevity of it with all these different titles yeah. being released, cross generational. Um, plus, I was actually surprised to see another Mister Driller. Um, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I mean, the Star Wars stuff's gonna be awesome. Jedi Academy is an Xbox. Uh, game that I had back in the day, original, original Xbox, mm-hmm. um, and that's cool. Uh, but like, we might see it on limited run. Uh, anything that's not not physical at this point, though, for all of us is kind of like, well, we might get to it if yeah. we get a code or something. But if they release it physically, it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's my thought. I would, I would, if I had to give it a grade, I would probably give it about a B. Um, really good. I give you at a ten. Out of ten, I like to do <laughs> grades. I don't. I don't do some Fine. BS. Let's, We've always done grades on the playcast. We don't do some arbitrary do number. So you gave it a B or a B plus? 
I give it a B. We don't. We've a never B. done an arbitrary number scale on the playcast before, JP. You're gonna have to give us a quantification on what each one makes in high detail on JP Switch Mania, and then we'll start doing some arbitrary number scale out of fair enough. Ten point one seven five. Give it about a really B, quick, though. Barry. No ranting. No, oh, plenty rant. of ranting. Um, plenty of ranting. Um, no, first of all, Xenoblade looks amazing, and I absolutely will be getting it and playing it, and I'm not upset with the game. I'm upset with Nintendo of America's handling of the game. <laughs> Don't make it look like I'm upset with the game, Jeffrey. Um, Why are you upset honestly, with the game, Barry? Honestly, this, this Direct <laughs> confirmed my fears, which is what I've been saying, is that the reason we haven't had a Direct is because Nintendo hasn't had anything to show off. Everything that was... Well, pretty much everything shown off here was something that was either previously announced mm-hmm. um, or it was an update, Animal Crossing update, Smash update, you know, Pokemon. Even the last thing they did, it was like, oh, one last thing, one last thing, Pokemon update. Well, we just yeah. had a fact about this, and you didn't really tell us anything super new that warranted a one last thing kind of deal. Um, it, that that was the the fireworks moment from E3 2012 for me. Like, it was like, really? That, that, that petered off. Um, there were some great games shown off. Um, some nice to have some some release dates finally. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of content, though, because it is it was a mini. It was it had the length of a, a long one, but it was it, but the content was absolutely mini wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give it a C. Um, there's a lot of games I like, a lot of games that I'm looking forward to, but after five months, six months, whatever it's been since the direct, um, this this normally I wouldn't. I would give it a higher grade, but with still not knowing what's going on, um, I have to give it a C. Too much rage from Barry. Thanks a lot, Nola Barry. No love Barry. No love. What do you no. mean? I give it a C. Zero what love Barry. Now, now, my question is, is, can JP go under an A? Let's see. <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry. They said burnout. That just I don't even know what else was presented during the presentation. No, No, I mean, the majority of games, I'm looking forward to the tactical type game. So the Kings, uh, I forgot what it's called. Those games never really appealed to me on any console. So, exactly. you know, those don't do much. But Burnout, the, the, the oh my God. I have, He's so excited about it, he can't think of the club, name of the other Clubhouse game. games, you know, <laughs> Xenoblade, Trials, you know, just like more JRPGs coming. To me, yeah, I would give it an A. I mean, I really enjoyed the 28 minutes. I do wish that the final final announcement that they always do was going to be something new that was just a big tease for somewhere down the line not necessarily pokemon that could have just been in the direct i don't think that had to be a a surprise like final announcement but overall i would give it an a because there's enough stuff coming in the next couple (laughs) months and to me like the switch is all about portability so to have to have these games portable especially burnout that's all i've wanted since the psp days um and now we're finally getting it, so it just feels so great that Burnout Paradise is coming. There's a physical for it. It has the DLC. I'm a happy camper with this Direct, so mm-hmm. it, JP, I gave it an A. If it makes you feel any better, if the, in the last Direct, if they didn't show off Xenoblade Chronicles, in the Game Awards, if they didn't show off Bravely Default 2 and we didn't have the Pokemon Direct, this would easily be an A for me. Like those you. were their big, their three big pillars, and they were all stuff we knew about already. Like if they right. opened up with Xenoblade, and I, we had no idea. Like, wait, what? Instant right. A for me. But it's like, oh, cool, they're going to give us a release date. I already knew about this. I've known about this for six months now. Yeah, fair so, enough. It, fair enough. So, let's wrap up. Yeah. So I mean, and the we thing can give is, an idea is of what that we're doing next week. It definitely shows us that Nintendo doesn't have any real big first-party games 
ready to ready release. To be ready to release. Year, though, even too. even yeah. Zelda, they don't have anything yeah. new to show. So it'll be Which, interesting to look back on the Switch as we do, because we're looking back on it year by year, to see how right. 2020 overall looks. Because is it the third-party games that are going to carry this year? Probably. And it'll be interesting to see to see the encompassment of Third-party and limited yeah. will carry this year. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, it'll be and how much of that is the effect of the COVID-19? How different would the year be if that didn't happen? Well, we I haven't mean, have even we... seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as I know, we haven't seen delays on games like yeah. movies you see coming direct to home now, and but we and, will. And, uh, productions delaying also. But games, I haven't noticed. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see some companies with the shipping like uh, holds uh, where they're not shipping out right away. That could always pose a factor if we start seeing the bigger companies. Even yeah. Amazon, I mean, we're running over, but like even Amazon, yeah. you're seeing a lot of games showing a sold out. And I wonder if it's really sold out or if it's more of they're trying to prioritize their shipments so they're not making certain things available. Um, I don't know. I mean, right now I haven't seen anyone saying that they're not getting the games as they're releasing, so I haven't seen that in the video game. I didn't get uh, Saints Row 4 came out. They didn't ship mine out, and I pre-ordered it. Yeah. Who? Uh, Amazon. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, and the thing is is Hmm. that um, I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago when this was all ticking up um we're probably going to see some stuff coming up that's going to start to like affect the games because a lot of stuff may have already been shipped to to warehouses so when we get past that point we might see something noticeable maybe who knows yeah we'll have to look back once this is all done there's going to be a day in august and it's just going to be known as national video game day when all the games from (laughs) uh, you know april to, to July or all released on that one day physically. <laughs> as long as I paid for them already, I'm okay. <laughs> exactly. So um, you mentioned what we're going to be uh, doing for next week. So I know we're doing an Animal Crossing I overview. Um, you should probably play it as well all as right. we're finally going to get to our uh, our other game. Maybe the developer or the developer yeah, will shoot me a code. Maybe they'll shoot me a code so I can legitimately talk smack on it too because it is notoriously bad. Um, it's not a bad. Oh my! I liked it. Uh huh. Oh but we'll God. talk about it next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's your teaser for the next episode. He likes jump scares. Um, all right, all right. Where can we find everybody? Really quick. So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley Books or at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at it's Hagen'sAlley.com is my website, and I did launch. Jeffrey Wittenhagen's Black Box Challenge Woo! for the NES on Kickstarter, and it is fully funded as of yesterday. Congratulations. So, Congratulations, man. I should probably yeah. back it now. <laughs> I've already, I backed it beforehand. So I know you did. Because Barry supports. Um, <gasps> but the main focus of this, though, isn't necessarily the game. I did the game because people requested it. Um, and regardless of if the, uh, the developer remembers, he did say it was okay for me to do my version <laughs> um i've seen a bunch of craziness online to the point where i've ignored people um <laughs> people being crazy Dead on the switch now <laughs> but um but there is a novel with it that i'm going to do a full like weird crazy story of how the game unfolds which is like worlds of power with crazy art um charles moissant from silver phoenix is doing the art he's insane so it's going to be really creepy and crazy um what about you barry <laughs> You can find me at Twitter, at Hawk Hellfire, where you can see me tweet to companies like Nintendo and rant to them. Uh, so those are always uh, enjoyable. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube and on Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. 
Yeah, JP. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Switchmania, where Barry doesn't follow me. I do follow you. <laughs> I missed one of your one billion tweets a day. Got him! <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, but uh, and then jpswitchmania.com, but of course Twitter is where I live, so mm-hmm. if you like the Switch and you want someone to talk to the Switch about, yeah, that would be me, and also if you want to know about all the physical games coming out. Uh, before we go, I have one question for Jeffrey, and that's mm. in regard to Black Box Challenge. Uh-oh. When's it coming on the Switch? <laughs> it won't be. Uh, Why? Wah, wah. Can, um, it, can it not? Or <laughs> it cannot because of the mapper that it was built on. And gotcha. if I ever do a a sequel, though, we'll, I'll make sure that it's able to be played on perfect the Switch because that is one of the stretch goals. If it gets up to uh, the stretch goal, I will begin working on Black Box Challenge Two. Uh, it'll probably be like Jeffrey Whittenhang's action RPG adventure or something because it's going to be Zelda like. And I already have a developer that's excited to nice. work on it. So you, um, you should also make a stretch goal where you port and and redo Black mm-hmm. Box Challenge for the Switch. There you go. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll do it myself, so then I don't have to worry about the developer. <laughs> and if you want free stuff, I have a giveaway going JP on right has now. Free stuffs. One giveaway only. I only have one right now. What's the and giveaway? And that's for Space Invaders '90, the uh, Mega Drive edition, which was a Prime Day. Amazon Japan exclusive download code that they sent you. So you can't even really get it anymore. And I don't think it's even on the eShop in Japan to download right now. So if you want a code, it's my pinned tweet on Twitter. All you got to do is like, retweet, tag a friend, and that's it. So that giveaway goes until March 31st. Nice. All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. uh, And we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.